live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This is the broadcast for March the 11th in the year of our Lord 2020. The goal is to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. And most importantly, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration. Let's double down and say that twice and make sure it's very clear. Why? Because we have these simple mechanisms to restore the republic. You know, a lot of people believe other nations are freer than we are. And you know what? If you take a line item by line item, you may be able to show it on a graph. But one thing other nations don't have that we have is the ability to have the people demand through the checks and balances, a restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. That's why we're more free than any other nation. And I'll debate anybody on those points. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Hope you're all doing fantastic. Man, if we got a barn burner broadcast for you today, I'll tell you what. Uh, we talked about markets plunge in, quote, global chain reaction. Dow Jones industrial average tumbles 7.8%. That was yesterday as coronavirus fears cripples the economy. And that combined with the oil crash in the United States and around the world as a recipe for, what do they call it, economic recession fears. Well, folks, they also say that Bill Gates and other charities have donated $125 million towards the COVID treatments or the coronavirus treatments. CNN, believe it or not, now labels the coronavirus a pandemic. They say we know it sounds alarming, even the WHO, World Health Organization, not going that far. Donald Trump economy roared in February. Lowest unemployment in over 50 years. Job growth smashes expectations. For February's unemployment falls back to 3.5%. The world is getting better, says WorldNet Daily. It's just that no one tells you about it. They highlight 31 reasons why we should be uh, positively looking at things. I highlighted a several reasons of my own. We talked about the Treasury's Monica Crowley on the explosive Trump economy and talking about it being an incredible success. Uh, we also talked about Nashville tornado victims. Shout amen and applaud Donald Trump's speech. Donald had to keep the media away because, of course, they won't even tell the truth about it, even if they're around. We talked about an Indonesian store owner calmly handles coronavirus panic and refuses to let everybody buy up everything and let price gouging take place. That was all in one hour of Liberty Roundtable Live. Second hour, we had our guest on Mr. Alex Newman with the John Birch Society. Rescuing Our Children Utah Speaking Tour, LovingLiberty.net, if you want to learn more, the whole flyer's there with all the events. They had an event last night. They got more events going on twice today, speaking in Bountiful, Utah, then going down to St. George tomorrow, then back up in Ogden on Saturday, 10 a.m., LovingLiberty.net, check it out. Rescuing Our Children Speaking Tour, incredible stuff. We also talked about Nike and Apple and 
BMW and about 83 big brands using, quote, Chinese Muslim slave labor. We talked about in America's richest town in California, $500,000 is just, you know, below the average salary down there now. White choir sings black spirituals. All hell breaks loose. Why the IRS may be knocking on your door during tax season. We talked about that there. You might file late and, you know, they need to kind of help you. Remember, you got to file your taxes. We'll talk about that, too. Strange twists in that regard are going on. Texas DMV made $3 million last year selling drivers personal information. How do you like that for your government, huh? They're supposed to protect life, liberty, and property, not sell you down the river, huh? All right, that's a recap of yesterday's broadcast. It's still available online at lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. Tell your neighbors. Hey, if you got to hang out and self-quarantine, then just listen to the radio 24-7. How's that? Lovingliberty.net. Sam and Kurt, two hours a day. Brian Hyde, Loving Liberty Show, two hours a day. C.L. Bryant doing a phenomenal job, two hours a day. Kate Daly doing a phenomenal job, three hours a day. Beth Ann Schoenberg doing a great job. Washington Watch doing it. I mean, it just gets better as the clock continues around telling the tale of liberty every day on your radio, lovingliberty.net. All right, without further ado, Kirk Crosby's with me. Welcome, sir. Buenos dias. Greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. Kirk Crosby's over there sucking on a raw honey stick, from what I understand. If you guys want raw honey sticks or raw honey delivered to your, directly to your door, get a hold of Kurt. You can email him, Kurt, C-U-R-T, at libertyroundtable.com. Or you can text or call 801-669-2211 or simply point your browser to localhoneyman.com. All right, we got two guests on with Sam and Kurt today. It's four people in the round table, man. we got a full table set, that's for sure. Um, first off, we got uh, Larry Pratt with us talking about all things liberty. Welcome back, my friend. Well, Sam, thank you very much. And we got uh, the good Sheriff, Sheriff Richard Mack, with us in the house as well. Welcome, Sheriff. Thank you, Sam. Good to be with you. And, of course, great to be with my good friend Larry Pratt again. All right. There's so much to talk about. So little time. Everybody wants to know about the Alex Jones uh, scandal. So let me just lay it out. And let me give you my take, and then we'll take everybody's take on this topic. All right. Infowar host Alex Jones arrested for DWI in Texas. Alex, believe it or not, denies the DWI charge. A Texas newspaper, believe it or not, had to kind of recant and confirms that he was, quote, below the legal limit. Tyler Durden with the details. And I've researched the details. And uh, here's the story. Alex was hanging out with his wife. They got in a fight. It went physical during the day. Later, it was kind of verbal. Uh, they went to a Japanese restaurant. Alex drank some whatever you call that, Seika or whatever that stuff's called. I don't drink alcohol, so I don't even know. But anyway, whatever that stuff's called. Sake. Uh, what's it called? Sake. Sake. All right. Sake, Seika, whatever the heck that is. Anyway, so he drank some sake just a little bit. But then he was driving. He got in his charger and uh, was leaving because he was fighting with his wife and going to another house he owned to get away from her. And the cops there pulled him over. And, uh, you know, hey, they say that, uh, well, Alex says that it was a rookie that couldn't do the tests properly. The rookie says Alex uh, couldn't perform properly. And anyway, the bottom line is just below the, quote, limit, 0.8 alcohol in Texas. Uh, so he basically posted a $3,000 bail, went home. It all happened about midnight, just after midnight, Tuesday morning or whatever. 
Uh, and then he got home like four in the morning or whatever. And so Alex Jones is contesting it, saying, hey, he was going five miles an hour over the speed limit. Now, here's what's interesting. So you got Alex Jones's fight with his wife in the mix. You got this alcohol in the mix. And they say he's guilty. He says he's not. The legal limits in question, the debate's on. Uh, Alex has an attorney already. But here's the interesting thing in my mind about the whole discussion. Now, they say that there's a quota going on in Texas there. Uh, and DUIs are way low. And so that Alex Jones is probably targeted to try to get up those numbers. When they found out who he was, it kind of backfired. I don't know the truth. Here's what I do know. I know if it was a mainstream inside celebrity like a Bill Clinton or something like that, we probably wouldn't be hearing about it. It would have been covered up and we wouldn't have heard a word, first of all. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm dismissing what's going on here. It just means that I do believe that there's kind of a double standard in America going on. And Alex Jones certainly, sadly, um, you know, is, is, is in the, the camp such as me and, and the rest of us on your radio right now where they would take a hostile view towards us, too. And it would be top headlines because they hate conservatives and they hate freedom fighters of any kind. So I want to note that as a double standard first. The second point that I want to make is this. I'm never defending anybody driving under the influence of alcohol uh, at all. Uh, but I will say this. I'm glad nobody was hurt. I'm glad no problems occurred in that regard. Uh, whether Alex was above the legal limit or not, you know, between you and me, I don't really care. He's going to have an attorney. He's got no prior offenses. I'm sure he's going to get off. It's going to be no big deal. Uh, but the thing to me that's interesting about this is I don't think that we should laugh about this. I don't think we should take Alex Jones to task about this. I don't think that we should uh, try to, you know, punch him when he's down about this. Um, you know what? If he's fighting with his wife and he's got internal family problems, I pray for Alex Jones. And when it comes to alcohol, if he really has a problem, I don't know. The fact that he's kind of denying there's a problem and arguing over the, quote, legal limit tells me he's not ready to change just yet. Uh, but I pray Alex can go to a rehab center and get the help he needs if he really needs it. And I know that um, AA or Alcoholics Anonymous and places like that are really good to go. And I think that this gives Alex a second chance to turn his life around, to maybe get off the alcohol, to maybe uh, back away from being, quote, rich and famous and whatever. You know what? A lot of money and a lot of fame is hard to handle, folks. And I'm not here to criticize anybody. I am here to say that hopefully this will give Alex a second chance. Hopefully it'll turn him to God, family, and country and away from alcohol and away from fighting with his spouse. And hopefully um, there can be a second chance for Alex Jones. So there's the story. There's my take. Let's start with uh, uh, Larry Pratt. What's your take, sir? Well, Sam, one of the ingredients that you mentioned, I think, needs to be highlighted more. Um, Alex uh, was having a apparently, apparently, uh, a long running during that day, a long running squabble with his wife. And one of the things that you see when you look at uh, what authorities have done to gun owners is that they are um, often. Um, set upon by authorities, guns confiscated, sometimes them going to jail, uh, because they had a domestic dispute with their wife, which may or may not have even become physical, uh, but it just is the, uh, the way the stage gets set to bring the authorities into the privacy of your home, and there goes the rest of the day. All right, hang tight. Larry Pratt continues his comments in seconds, then the good sheriff, then Kurt. We'll talk about it. we got a lot to go on your radio. I'd invite Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. The press 
has created a rigged system. They even want to try and rig the election. Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. And poisoned the mind of so many of our voters. At the polling booths, where so many cities are corrupt and voter fraud is all too common. And then they say, oh, there's no voter fraud in our country. I come from Chicago. So, so I want to be honest. It's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have too. You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, tilt things in their direction. There's no way. You start whining before the game's even over. Whenever things are going badly for you and you lose, you start blaming somebody else. Then you don't have what it takes to be in this job. Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to DefendAPatriot.com, DefendAPatriot.com. All right, I'm so sorry for the rude interruption, Larry Pratt. You were saying that, you know what, this needs highlighting. A lot of times these bureaucrats and professional do-gooders will use these against-the-law regulations, if you will, to uh, literally pry into your home and change the game. You're kind of like a second-tier citizen, and this uh, may, sadly may be uh, used against Alex, and you're probably correct. One of the takeaways, I think, is that if if you see that something is developing in your own home, your relationship, usually with the wife uh, or whatever, in your domestic environment, the the best response is to tamp that situation down. Because if it gets noisy, and God forbid it gets violent, that's an open invitation to bring the authorities into your home. And once that happens, it's Katie bar the door. Amen to that. And like I say, my big takeaway from this are my prayers are with Alex Jones and family, and I hope he can get the help that he needs. Sheriff, you're next, buddy. Well, the uh, the story actually said that his wife called uh, on him and that the police responded to her call uh, and then uh, found Alex in the, uh, the vehicle, uh, in his vehicle. Uh, he's right about one thing. Uh, it's going to be a difficult case. Uh, for the police to handle or to prove uh, because of the uh, 0 .79, 0 .079. Um, anyway, I think I have the number. I have my decimal wrong on that. But well, it's, it's .76 and .79. They, they literally tested them right. twice. But they can, they can still charge on that, uh, and, and de depending on 
how bad he... Yeah, because all they got to say is he was not functional, he was impaired, and even though he right. didn't reach the limit, he did have driving impairment. We did see it. It created probable cause from the wife's call and suggesting there was uh, you know, some, some scuffle there and then being in the car, and we knew he was drinking, so a probable cause is here, and now he's impaired. They still have a pretty good case as far as I can see. Yeah, yeah, they do. I, I predicted it will be uh, pleaded down. Uh, I think it, it it's going to be problematic for the case. Uh, but regardless of that, one is I will never excuse uh, any type of violence uh, in the home. Uh, that was suggested that it was physical. Uh, you know, I, I will never excuse that. I worked hundreds of those types of cases. Uh, just had an incident out here in the Phoenix, West Phoenix area, where I stopped a man from uh, hitting his girlfriend in a, a grocery store parking lot. And uh, I absolutely detest any type of violence uh, of that nature. But Larry's also correct. Uh, once that sort of thing happens, the police get involved and they can start uh, removing guns and and uh, pretty much... Uh, have you guilty before your your uh, trial or charged or anything else? Which, by the way, any of that kind of circumventing of people's rights and due process of law, we reject completely as well. Com- completely, and and these red flag laws that, that Larry was sort of alluding to, uh, the CSPOA stands one hundred percent against those laws. They're completely uh, contrary to uh, liberty and the Bill of Rights and. You go down a long list of Bill of Rights that they violate, and it's just really sad that we continue to make exceptions to liberty, and uh, I'm of the belief that we should stop making excuses as to why we don't uh, enforce the Bill of Rights, and uh, that's the supreme law of the land. It's the supreme of the supremos, and uh, I really wish that we could find ways to uh, focus on the enforcement of the Bill of Rights. All right, Kurt, you want to chime in on this? Well, I will say this. Um, you know, uh, I, frankly, the few times I've gotten to listen to Alex Jones, I've been, uh, you know, uh, it's interesting to me. I think he does a good good work there. But I, I was looking at uh, some of the reports, um, you know, and uh, – you know, it's clear to me to see that at least Google and the standard media, boy, they're out to get him. Uh, yes, you got I headlines like this: uh, Infowars founder and conspiracy theorist. Uh, and then you got that's from CNN. Uh, you know, and then they say he was arrested or whatever. Uh, uh, then you've got uh, conspiracy theorist, conspiracy theorist. You know, I mean, imagine if this was a uh, an NBC host or an ABC host. There wouldn't be any of that. Well, they wouldn't even say anything about them, um, you know, and uh, that's what I see. Uh, here's one, uh, at least that maybe is a little less, you know, tainted, uh, KXAN.com. I guess that's a 
Texas uh, one that says InfoWars founder, conservative radio host Alex Jones arrested, charged with DWI. Um, but most of them are going to, you know, throw all that stuff out there. Mother Jones says the feds are going after bogus coronavirus products. Should Alex Jones be worried? Uh, anyway, <laughs> you, just, you just have this kind of stuff out there. And uh, yet, I think. Um, you know, the average, like, let's say you're Harvey Weinstein, you know, uh, who, at least in my opinion, man, that's, I'm not telling you he's complete human garbage, but he's not, you know, real high level uh, individual. He gets past so much, it's just amazing to me, but that's because... He's an insider boy like a Yeah, Clinton you're right about that. That's why I highlighted the double standard first, Kurt, because I think your point's well taken. There's another headline that I find interesting, and it says this. Alcoholic liver disease rates soar among younger people doctors find. Uh, and so we're starting to see alcoholism increase big time uh, in our society. And that's why I kind of come back and say, listen, if you're, uh, you know, uh, rich and famous. It's very hard to handle wealth and, and, and fortune and fame and stuff. And uh, you know what? I'm not here to attack Alex Jones. I'm here to pray that he gets the help that he needs. And I'm not here to debate the limit, whether he'll get off or not. I agree with the sheriff. They got a pretty decent case, but he'll probably get off. High paid, high paid lawyers can get you off pretty good. In the end of the day, it's going to be a big old fiasco for Alex. It's going to be a big old spending fest to deal with the attorneys. It's going to be a big old highlighted story that Alex is going to get a gazillion mileage out of him. His fame is going to just increase. Um, you know, and uh, But all I can say is I hope he can take a step back and use this as a second chance. You know, When you're not caught doing something, it just continues to continue, continue, continue. Hopefully this small example will uh, wake Alex up enough where he says, you know what? I don't want this kind of a life. I don't want DUIs. I don't want to you know, run from bottle to bottle. I don't want to have fights with my wife and, and escalate to who knows what levels. I don't want to, I, I want a different life. And hopefully he can go to AA or get some help and turn to God and, and, uh, you know, work things out with his family. If he can't get back with her and the kids are, you know, at least they can create some kind of a, um, peaceful truce, uh, of cooperation, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm looking at this as a great opportunity for Alex for change and a great opportunity for, um, well, Ben Affleck has had this kind of a scenario, too, and has changed and now uh, has got sobriety going on and really thankful for the change in his life. And, you know, he says he, uh, you know, the alcohol makes him the man that he doesn't want to be. And and so I'm just hoping for a, an opportunity for Alex here and a second chance, you know, a third chance. I believe life is about second and third chances and repentance and change. And Sheriff. Oh, Sam, I, I did want to make a comment uh, about the. Celebrity double standard, and, and I think that we just witnessed uh, a huge uh, deflection by Bill Clinton. Uh, obviously, his sexcapades are very well known and documented. And what did he do? He came out and said that he did have. I was just in therapy, Sheriff. Yeah, yeah. Just in therapy. <laughs> well, exactly. It, 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 he just needed to handle his stress and. He did it very methodically, uh, not that he's such a sexual pervert, but because he just needed a stress relief. I believe that he did that for a specific reason. First of all, uh, Bill and Hillary are not stupid. She's a horrible actress and a horrible liar, but Bill's a real good one. And I do believe that he did this 
that he finally admitted that he did have an affair with her and, and that he's deflecting this so that people will move away from focusing on his sexcapades with Jeff Epstein. And that's where the investigation should be going. Well, it also it's might pave the way for Hillary to run there now, too. Well, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. But Prince Edward has been taking a lot of heat. And, and also... No, it's not Edward, it's Andrew. Or Prince uh, Andrew, I'm sorry. Yes, sir. And 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 even Buckingham Palace has been trying to deflect it and, and blah, blah, blah. But the thing of it is, Bill Clinton, I think, is very astute. And so the attention is now going to his admission and to his ridiculous uh, uh, baby talk, uh, m- mama, baby's boy uh, stuff about that he was just under stress from the office of being president. And, of course, he has to have an affair with an intern in the office. I believe that that was a, a planned uh, deflection, and I think the guy is uh, getting away with it again. All right, we got a lot to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Not near enough time, but you got... Two incredible guests. You got Larry Pratt talking about all things liberty. You got the good sheriff, CSPOA.org, with us. Sam and Kurt, Liberty Roundtable Live. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. Federal officials just announcing that coronavirus cases confirmed in the United States have now exceeded 1,000. There are cases in 37 states, and there have been 31 deaths in the United States from the virus. Meanwhile, President Trump came out of a meeting with top Senate Republicans yesterday saying they're working on some economic relief for businesses and workers impacted by the outbreak. We just had a meeting with stimulus, and you'll be hearing about it soon, but it was a great meeting. Joe Biden, the big winner in yesterday's primaries. This campaign is taking off, and I believe we're going to do well from this point on. Now in a two-candidate race with Bernie Sanders, Biden is the projected winner in yesterday's primaries in Missouri, Mississippi, Idaho, and delegate-rich Michigan. And this is USA Radio News. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Does the sound of guaranteed income have you thinking about buying an annuity? Find out why Fisher Investments considers annuities about as attractive as a migraine with their nosebleed level fees, no easy way out once you're in them, and other pitfalls. If you have $500,000 or more, call Fisher at 1-800-859-5500 for your free guide, Annuity Insights. 1-800-859-5500. It's your retirement. Know what to ask. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. 
The NCAA is saying it will be deciding in the coming days how the coronavirus outbreak will affect the upcoming men's and women's basketball tournaments. The NCAA issuing a statement saying it continues to assess how coronavirus is impacting the conduct of their tourneys and associated events. The Ivy League has already canceled its tournaments, while the Mid-American Conference will play games in Cleveland with no access to the general public. The Big West is also playing its men's and women's tourneys in Long Beach and Anaheim without fans. President Trump has presented the Medal of Freedom to a retired Army four-star general. Today is my great privilege to present our nation's highest civilian honor, the Presidential Medal of Freedom, to a courageous warrior and a fearless patriot, General Jack Keane. The retired General Keene currently serves as a senior strategic analyst for the Fox News Channel. And this is USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right. You know what? We can talk about Alex Jones all hour long. All I can say is our prayers are with him and his family. And I hope he gets an opportunity to change. And this is a reset and a restart for the good gentleman. And I pray that uh, long live his talk show. I don't agree with him on everything. But you know what? We need more people telling the tale of liberty, not less. That's for sure. And he has made a big difference in circumventing the mainstream press. That's without a doubt. And uh, you know what? We're all flawed men and women. And I pray that, uh, yeah, I pray for us too. Because we all need it. All right. Harvard's message to students. Don't return from spring break. Ivy League School Amherst College. To transition to online learning. And believe it or not, colleges. Nationwide are canceling what they call in-person classes. I mean, I, I don't really want the coronavirus, folks, but this couldn't happen to a better deal. At least we can get out of the indoctrination programs, Sheriff. <laughs> well, I hope it doesn't happen at our school. Um, but I, I think it's really an overreaction at this point. I don't know. I'm not a specialist on this. I watch the news every day about the coronavirus. I'm suspicious about the reporting. I'm also suspicious about the origination of the disease itself. Uh, and I really hope it doesn't cancel um, the meetings that I have, uh, especially the one in Virginia uh, that I needed to tell Larry about anyway. Uh, on May 20th, Larry, uh, the Virginia Sheriff's Association has invited the CSPOA there to do a training seminar for uh, all the sheriffs. And it looks like over half of the state sheriffs are going to attend, and we're going to invite the sheriffs from all that area, West Virginia, New York, uh, Maryland, and and uh, North Carolina. South We're just going to try to get every sheriff east of the Mississippi there. How's that? Uh, basically that, yes. <laughs> and and uh, Jerry <laughs> Falwell has invited us to have that at Liberty University. Oh, wow, very nice. Yeah, it, I, I knew you'd be excited about that. It's one of the biggest, uh, it'll be the biggest CSPOA event that we've ever had. And now we need a couple of bucks to carry it out, huh? Yeah, I thought Larry will be good for that. He can probably sponsor the whole thing. All right, Larry, we appreciate yes, we it, brother. Almost pit of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so what do you think of this, Kurt? You got these uh, schools literally canceling doing online classes. I I think it couldn't be 
uh, a better thing. I wish it wasn't such an interesting catalyst for it, but I do think uh, it's kind of a good idea. And I think that they say now with Zoom conferencing and a lot of other things, they think once people get used to this, people probably will never go back. It'll be a sea change, uh, a disruptive reality, uh, and people will be using technology going forward like never known before. What do you say to that? Well, uh, you know, I will say this, that at least if if you're talking about the government schools, you know, I I hope uh, that the, uh, you know, they'll take this and say, hey, man, a uh, great opportunity. I really doubt it simply because the unions and all those uh, big government things that want to continue to have power over as many people as possible. You could literally uh, turn, for example, I mean, imagine having everybody having access to a teacher like Sheriff Mack who could literally uh, be online, uh, you know, doing one of those like you say, a Zoom conference or at least a recorded uh, message. Uh, I mean, of course, for people that wanted special access, he could be paid extra to teach them about the Constitution and different things like that. I mean, we've seen those stories where uh, I think it was over in Japan. There's some guys making a million bucks a year just teaching uh, people online, uh, Amen you know, that. and and wouldn't it be great if good teachers uh, like Sheriff Mack and so many others could be accessed by so many more? And uh, you know, at the same time, if you're quote an environmentalist, you just have all those less buses running around, all those less opportunities for little kids to get run over or, you know, like uh, we've seen stories, all that havoc going on in those school buses and, you know, I mean, it's just a way to fix a lot of things, but um, all I can say is it'll surprise me if they if that really happens. Yeah, time will tell. I think they might have their hand forced on this one because they have the panic on one end they're pushing, which I agree with the good sheriff. I question the big panic push anyway. But you got all these states declaring these emergencies. You got billions of dollars rolling. Uh, you know, you got uh, anyway, we'll get into the details. But here's the next issue and question, Sheriff. You know more about this than everybody. So we're looking for some guidance on this. Headlighting says prisons are ripe for coronavirus. And an outbreak. They're flat out not ready. Are we going to have just coronavirus just rifling through the prisons? Well, how would they get it in there? I mean, the visitors are... Because their girlfriend came on in there now, and, you know. There's very little contact from the, with the outside world. I don't, you see, that's another thing that makes me suspicious about the origination of the disease. How, if it... Well, do you want to know where the virus came from? I mean, how, do you just want me to give you the drill or what? Well, yeah, sure. It came from the United States creating it and then the Chinese stealing it. What more do you want to know? <laughs> I, guess, I guess that settles it. Yeah, there uh, you go. That'll That's... teach them to be stealing our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to wonder, though, who's really behind it, how it happens. At every turn, you find more and more and more mistakes in terms of how it gets from person A to person B. And, you know, they first botched the test in the United States. Now they say a vaccine won't be around for 12 to 18 months. Now they say, you know, it's way worse than the flu. I don't believe all that. But look, they've mismanaged this from the get-go. I don't want to blame that on Donald Trump, but uh, the Chinese supposedly covered it up. Well, we've done the same thing. 
We haven't admitted it. We don't even know the numbers. We haven't even tested hardly anybody for this thing. I've joked that I may have had it, but it's half a joke and half real. You know, we don't really have a handle on this at all, and we don't know how bad it'll get. We don't know what'll happen. Uh, and we know that CNN's starting to call it a pandemic. They don't do that unless their goal is to escalate, Sheriff. So you got to ask yourself a question, even if we didn't create it. Uh, even if we didn't uh, release it or even if it wasn't stolen by the Chinese, you know, was it man-made or God-made created or whatever? And, you know, at the end, you say it doesn't matter. The flat out is they're hyping it and pushing it and they're making it a gazillion times worse with their coverage of it. And you got to back down and ask who and why. Well, Sam, one of the uh, uh, one of the things that's going to be f- falling out from this is there's an, already a drumbeat that the president shouldn't be having these big rallies. And at these rallies, we consistently read that upwards of 25% of those coming are Democrats or independents, maybe, but not Republicans. Uh, so the president has been using these rallies to greatly expand his activist base. And I think that's driving the other side nuts. And that's one of the reasons I think they're so willing to be uh, hyping the coronavirus, uh, even if it's apparently so far not any more serious than the average flu every year, which takes tens of thousands of people. And we never see these scare headlines uh, in those years. But all of a sudden, a virus that seems to be more or less the same as the years gone by, this one we're going to hear all about in an election year. Funny thing. Yeah, I think that Larry's on to a point there. Why? And this is what I say. Why and who? You know, what? what's happening with this? This isn't just... Hey, uh, a virus got leaked and we've got it contained and whatever. At every turn, not only is it one hyped and pushed and the scare uh, factors ratcheted up, Sheriff, but on top of that, every time we think, oh, we might have this thing tamped down, someone's like, oh, well, it was all good until a dad went out with his daughter and they had Corona and they, you know, went to a stadium with three gazillion people. But don't worry, it won't spread. And, and you know, and, and they go on and on. But every time we turn around, it gets bigger and more. And then it's hyped and bigger and more. And it's hyped and... Uh, this cannot be by accident. There's an agenda here, so, and I don't know what it is. What is what's going on? I think you never let a good crisis go to waste, whether you started it or not. You're probably right. So the question is: Now that Joe Biden uh, becomes the quote preemptive nominee, are they going to do something to tip Joe Biden and have Hillary jump in? Are they going to let Joe really make so many mistakes on the campaign trail to where Donald eats him alive and it's a landslide? Even Ocasio Cortez is saying Donald might have a landslide now that Biden's the nominee. I mean, this is disaster on steroids. Now, if the prisons get these uh, coronaviruses rifling through them, then I don't know what will be the next steps. But here's the next headline: Wall Street Journal's saying. Tax filing deadline likely to be extended to curb the financial fallout from the coronavirus. Kurt, you want to respond to that one first? You love the tax ex- uh, extension, don't you? Well, yeah, uh, Sam, um, I guess uh, if there's a good reason to have the con- coronavirus, it could be uh, if we, uh, as Larry mentioned, uh, you know, take advantage of any of these um, catastrophes or, uh, you know, crises or whatever. Well, I was thinking, uh, you know, we could suggest to the president, he could say, well, with this coronavirus, we've found that we need to 
correct a bunch of things here in America. Uh, we'll start with the, uh, you know, income tax that we got in 1913. That's the reason the number 13 has been unlucky ever since. And then we got the uh, uh, 17th Amendment. Uh, we got to get rid of that. And then well, we I hope got you're the, right. Uh, Donald's not doing Federal that. Reserve. But he you is know, pitching I mean, we, two other ideas. Have you heard him? No. All right. They're talking about increasing the tax filing deadline. That's number one. Donald Trump also pitching 0% payroll tax between now and the end of the year. Folks are giving pushback, and they have another idea. I'll tell you about it in seconds. Spend more time together as a family. Do more out-of-the-house activities. This is a tough one. My parents, they do everything they love me. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have a roof over my head. They don't need to show it to me. I just know they love me. Well, not yelling at me very much. What do raise my allowance. To not argue together. Um, have my dad be home more for dinner and stuff so that it could be even closer. Family, isn't it about time? Buy me an ice cream and kiss me to love me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Okay, what's the next question? Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not going to protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Larry Pratt, Richard Mack, Sam Bushman, and Kirk Crosby on your radio. And uh, some are worried about prisons are uh, ripe for coronavirus outbreak. They're flat out not ready, some are saying. So Donald Trump is pitching a 0% payroll tax between now and the end of the year to try to help, quote, stimulus. Interest rates have already been dropped. But some are pushing back and saying, hey, no, we got to have paid leave. we got to have paid sick leave, a payroll tax cut, or both, some are saying. Do you want to uh, respond to that, Larry? Well, <laughs> you're not. Uh, we're seeing that they're not going to let a good crisis go to waste, and so they're going to try to use what's happening now uh, as an excuse to advance a socialist agenda. And I think it's quite that simple. And we need to, uh, frankly, I think we need. To 
need to laugh them out of town. Uh, this is not something that's going to go down well. And if uh, uh, they want to push their agenda, uh, lots of luck. But I think if we call it out for what it is uh, and the way the president has been willing to do uh, so often, it's not going to go anywhere. I think we need a call for a payroll tax cut, not only between now and the end of the year, forever. It's unconstitutional. It's a communist plan. Get rid of it. Let businesses prosper and thrive. One of the recommendations that I would have, too, is let that repatriation of of funds overseas tax uh, expire so that people can bring money back into America. That's one of the great ways to make America great. In other words, you're adopting one of the principles of Saul Alinsky, never let a good crisis go to waste, but instead of letting the left take the initiative, as you say, here's an opportunity to right the scales and undo some things that have been wrong for a long time. Amen to that. All right, I want to get this story in before the end of the hour. Joe Biden, I I don't know how he's going to even make it on the campaign trail, Kurt. Well, um, you know, I, I, I was going to ask uh, Larry Pratt and uh, Sheriff Mack if you've ever fired an AR-14. Um, uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I, uh, I mean, i interested in having that opportunity, and I've been calling around to see if somebody could get one for me, and I get kind of a quizzical you know, response. We need to talk about? some gun maker into making one, and it'll be nicknamed the Joe Biden special. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. The headline says uh, Biden tells man accusing him of gun grab. He's full of S uh, H, uh, but he says, uh, I'll take your AR 14s. I think that might be 14. I'll gladly give him that. Well, is an AR 14 a tax form? (laughs) And what the heck is that? But I really think some gun manufacturer needs to take this all the way to the bank and create an AR-14, man. And it'd be, you know, you got, and it would be called the Joe Biden special. You got like a 38 special or you got like a Saturday night special. You got the Joe Biden special. It's like an AR-14, maybe. <laughs> and maybe it would be a little bit like a shotgun and you could take it out on your back porch and shoot it. Whoa. <laughs> Imagine that. Sheriff, what do you think of all this, buddy? You getting an AR-14? Well, I was uh, thinking of doing that myself, Sam. Uh, <laughs> I was going to get my mini fourteen and and um, my AR fifteen and 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 uh, have them come together and create that um, AR fourteen. And I think we should call it a mini AR fourteen and a half. I can call it a JB fourteen. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, but I, I really don't. I, I really though, in all seriousness, I really. Can't, can't, I just don't think we can ignore what Larry said, and, and it needs, it, it's the backdrop for this whole thing, and that is never let a good crisis go to waste. Um, it, this is what's happening. I believe that that's the ultimate call on this whole thing, and and I believe that um, it's it's going to get worse. And if they're going to if they're going to stop spending and whatnot, uh, you know what I've said on this show numerous times. Uh, then, for God's sakes, please stop funding Planned Parenthood. Amen. And that's where they should be on that anyway. And, uh, Larry, I've said on this show that every Christian should stop paying taxes until that happens. We should, we should anyway. The income tax is unconstitutional. Sam is absolutely correct. And that we are literally being forced to support abortion in this country in such a manner is probably the most heinous, evil thing I've ever heard of. 
Well, I wish I had thought of it, but somebody pointed out that it's the sacrament of the liberal religion. Yes, uh, it is, sir. Sacraments and religion represent the shedding of blood. Well, this is a shedding of blood. Unfortunately, uh, both of you gentlemen are spot on. Now, do you think that Joe Biden can really handle it on the campaign trail? Do you think no he'll way. really be the nominee? Do you think that he'll really get, uh, is it going to be who he picks for the VP that's going to matter? Is is there going to be a broker convention? What's going to happen? Because right now, unless something crazy, unconventional, big time happens, um, Biden is the nominee, right? Well, I hope he picks Hillary and so they can have a contest who says the stupidest things all the time. Well, you know, if Biden chooses Hillary as his vice president, I hope he's got a very good bodyguard team. <laughs> yeah, and a, and a food taster. Uh, I mean, you, you're going to exactly. need, uh, you know. <laughs> but, but really, so here's the, here's the deal. Andrew Napolitano, you know, the good judge on Fox there, has an interesting twist. He's offering John Kasich as the running mate to Joe Biden. To help Biden defeat the Donald. <laughs> well, I don't think his political judgment is all that good. <laughs> well, what he's saying is, hey, you know what? Kasich is as liberal as you get within the Republican Party. Kasich hates the Donald. Kasich ran for president before or whatever, right? And so at the end of the day, maybe he'd make a great VP and, and, and they could try to fire back. Donald's getting a lot of Democrat support, and this way they'd get a lot of, quote, Republican support, and uh, it might give you know a run for his money. I don't know. It's just an interesting floating well, suggestion from Napolitano. That doesn't add up. I'd call that the new mess. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what Andrew Napolitano's proposing. Now, I'll, here's what I'm proposing. There's a new study out that uh, twice as many Democrats as Republicans approve of Mitt Romney. I don't know if you guys saw this latest poll out. I didn't, but I'm not surprised. Twice as many Democrats as Republicans support Mitt Romney. So maybe Biden will take Romney on the campaign trail and he'll be the VP pick. He'll just switch parties and join up with old Joe. What do you think? Well, they they tried it with McCain. Back soon. <laughs> I think Larry can remember this. They actually tried to ask uh, John McCain to do it once. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't work out that well, but if they want to do something like that, I think it would probably give the president a stronger hand, and it might just be the end of Mitt Romney, who seems to—I uh, uh, don't—he's lost any direction that if he ever had it. Yeah, I don't know that he ever had it, so I don't know how you lose it. But your point's well taken. Um, all I can tell you is that. So, what do you think is going to happen at the end of the day? Then, what's your what's your uh, crystal ball, Larry, and then Sheriff? Well, at the moment, and things can change, so obviously this is not something that I brought down from the Delphic Oracles, and it's not been stamped in stone. But at the moment, it looks to me as if the polls which are showing a close election are as wrong this time as they were about Brexit, as they were about the president's first election. And I think the president is likely to do uh, something on the nature of Reagan's second uh, election. So a landslide, even a case of Cortez predicting what Larry's talking about right now. Who do you think that um, Donald will have as his VP? Mike Pence? Do you think it'll stay that way? As far as I can tell, yes. Uh, Pence has been very loyal to the president. He has, for sure. I don't think he would have given the president any occasion Reason. to doubt his loyalty or his good judgment. All right. Do you think Joe Biden, who will he pick? He's got to pick somebody. Who will it be? <laughs> That's 
I, uh, it's been so long since I was a Democrat. That was uh, 50 years ago, probably. Uh, <laughs> I have no way to understand how that guy is going to uh, proceed from where he is now to there. Well, if uh, they call off all the debates and if they just have limited sound bites, they can prevent the mistakes that Joe's making. If they have a lot of talking, people talk for him and, and they, the media helps him enough and they trim it down to where he doesn't get off script and, and have to communicate with people in a back and forth scenario where they can let him just you know deal with scripted comments and then they can have a lot of the surrogates tell the tale for him and they can use the coronavirus to stop Donald from meeting with a lot of people and everything else, they may be able to script this into a real contest if Joe picks the right uh, running mate, if you will. What do you say, Sheriff? Do you have a prediction or a guess? Yeah, I, if he were smart, he would ask Michelle Obama, but I don't believe she would do it. And and I really think that Hillary would be a boon for him politically, but I, I think it'll be a no-name. Uh, I, I really do. Uh, I don't think I, we're all going to be surprised by it, and uh, he's got to find somebody that's going to counter uh, his stupidity. So he needs somebody that's very good in the press, and somebody. And I I believe he will pick a woman, but uh, it's got to be somebody. Uh, it, it certainly won't be Elizabeth Warren. I mean, they'll. Uh, I don't think anybody on his staff will allow that. But it really needs to be. Yeah, because otherwise they'd call it the pervert and Pocahontas ticket, wouldn't they? Boy, I tell you, no kidding. And and so, uh, you know, I I really think it would be a good idea for him if he did pick Hillary because the Democrats still love her. Uh, but I don't think she'll do it, and uh, I don't think Michelle Obama will do it. Uh, and so he's going to have to find somebody that's a surprise that some and somebody who's really credible. And and I agree with Larry. Uh, Pence will stay in because he has added a lot of credibility. I concur uh, with that. And Christian focus and more. Yeah. 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 So uh, I can't wait to see who he picks. So I believe it'll be a surprise. All right. Do you have a pick, Kurt? Do you have an idea? Uh, Recommendation for Joe Biden. What if Joe picks Uh, Pete? You know, uh, I, I mean, he could, uh, uh, at least there's talk of him pretty much setting up his whole cabinet right now, um, you know, yeah. getting all these different people involved, which I think is a smart well, idea yeah. for him if he yeah, could get, Yeah, Bo Wrights came you know, up with that idea first, and we loved it when he did that back in the day. Right, uh, but I frankly think there's just no hope for him and uh, the insider boys at the democrats are just thinking hey there's not a chance in the world we can beat donald trump uh so we might as well let uh, you know a sacrificial lamb joe biden and whoever you know what i think somebody pick, ought to do uh, you know go there I somebody think. ought to create the me too party and then they ought to have kathleen willie and and you know all these uh you know paula what was her name Maybe Monica Jones, Lewinsky taught the Jones. ticket, Paula Jones, and they could just fill out the cabinet with Me Too chicks. What do you think, Sheriff? Yeah, oh. tell them to go for it. Uh, he he needs something that will give him a shot in the arm uh, for his campaign and and some sort of surprise like that, yep. Well, maybe the shot in the arm ought to be adrenaline. Ooh, imagine that. <laughs> He's too old, man. It might take him out. Don't, well, don't say stuff like that. <laughs> It was National Nap Day uh, the other day, and Joe Biden wanted to just keep that day open. Sleepy Joe. I just think Donald's going to have a heyday with Joe Biden, and I just don't see what the Democrats are going to do. They've literally uh, put themselves in a box. 
And unless something crazy happens, I don't see how they're going to get out of it. And so I think something crazy has got to happen. The problem is I don't know what that could be. Right? Anyway, very interesting. All right. Larry, final word's yours. No, I think you're right. I, I, I don't think there's going to be any real meaningful surprise. It will be a surprise to me who he picks, but I don't think it's going to change the equation. What if he picks Ocasio-Cortez? Um, she's almost as daffy as he is. Yeah, but hey, you know what? All the white male Republicans are just infatuated with her, buddy. <laughs> Not... That's what she seems to think, though. Well, we yeah, just don't. Right. We just don't want our socialist agenda to become mainstream. Thanks, Larry. This nation shall endure.